Kia and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Exit Trials Football Podcast, the home of alternative football. In this episode, I'm joined by Trials FC talisman, Statman Sam, where we discuss all the action from the Euro 2020 qualifiers and beyond. I'm also going to try and give you a non-biased preview of the Wales vs Hungary game tomorrow morning. As if. Come on, Kiefer. Let's do this. And we're live. Back again. It's uh, Tuesday the 19th of November, 10.38pm in Auckland, New Zealand. It's uh, a very a very important day for myself. Um, well, less than, what, 10 hours away now till kick-off. Wales versus Hungary, Group E. The side-in game, winner-takes-all. Um, at the Cardiff City Stadium, aka Legoland. Um, I'm very nervous, mate. <laughs> yeah, you should be. If if you don't win, it's pretty much out of your hands, and you potentially could not even have the opportunity to make the the qualifying match. Where, where have you read that? Because I've I've heard that we guaranteed the quarter, um, at least a playoff in March. Uh, no, no, because. One point behind them is Slovakia. No, 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 no. Um, in the old days, um, you know, you could finish uh, third, I think, and you might get a playoff spot. Um, but but these days, but these days, uh, thanks to UEFA and the silly Nations League, um, we we're guaranteed a, a playoff spot because uh, teams in our pot, uh, the likes of Sweden, Russia, they've done us a favour because they've already qualified. So. Um, back in the old the old days, we we definitely be missing out <laughs> tonight. But um, if we oh, okay, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't understand so, uh, how it's going to work. I, I ain't going to break it down then. for you guys, but I mean, you can look on Wikipedia like the rest of us. But um, yeah, Wales have got a little well, not Wales, but Ryan Giggs has got a reprieve. Uh, if we if well, if he fails tonight, then uh, Wales get a um, a playoff spot next March, and looks like we're going to be in Group A, I think, with Iceland. So. Uh, the higher uh, you are ranked in the world or whatever division you were in for the Nations League, um, you're in that, that group, really. So we're, we're quite high, highly ranked um, because everyone in Pot A or <laughs> every other team, part oh, all the teams apart from Iceland in Division A qualified <laughs> outright. So uh, <laughs> looks like between us and Ireland and... Iceland and some other some other mug <laughs> in that one, but I'm not I'm not thinking that way, mate. I'm thinking we're going to win tonight. Um, but before we talk about Wales, let's just talk about um, the international break in general. Um, oh, by the way, we've got Statman Sam <laughs> on the pod. Sorry, mate. Apologise for that. Um, reason why I got you on there, mate, is because obviously you're good with your stats, but we all know that Jack doesn't like international football. So. Uh, <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> no, no one really likes international football. Oh, come on, mate. 
it's it's so well I just it's annoying how it just interrupts like Premier League football. Like imagine if it was like say a midweek game like Champions League, like all good. But taking a week week off waiting a week off yeah. from Premier League, it's a bit annoying. Oh, mate, it depends what team you support and what division they're in, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's true. Chelsea's one thing and then there's Swansea, so. Um, yeah, so we, we got you on. Um, how you, have you been, by the way? Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah good. good. I, I saw you, I saw you in, um, shooting some hoops. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, down at Rosemary. At the old uh, stomping ground. Not that I played basketball anyway, but uh, the old stomping ground. Um, I've st- the recent yeah, yeah. gymnasium. <laughs> um, uh, you you took you took that. Um, well, you got that on your story on Instagram. Uh, what's your what's your hashtag? If you want to plug it out for people to watch it. Uh, um, I don't know. You put me on the spot here. You've got like uh, I've got like two. Well, you've got two accounts in the my. Um, on my. Yeah, you thought you he like followed okay. the wrong one. Like, <laughs> I accidentally I accidentally made that one one day trying to yeah, log in yeah. on my computer. But which which one have you got on? Ah, it's the one with ten, right? So Sam Coil, Sam dot Coil, ten. The there you are. You've yeah. got um, uh, what's that? Fourteen out? No, I'm I'm crap with maths, mate. Um, it was taking seven hours ago. <laughs> How long does the story last for? Like twenty four hours, right? Yep. Uh, so that would mean you've got you guys have got seventeen hours plus. Well, by the time this comes out, let's just say you probably got like six hours <laughs> left to do it. <laughs> it's a good shot. Was it a first time shot? Yeah, Bloody hell, yeah, that's pretty course. good. <clears throat> I yeah. Little disclaimer was probably about um, shots. Oh, I mean, if, if people look at my Instagram from ages ago. I did a wonder uh, shot um, with a futsal ball into the basketball hoop. Uh, that was literally a first-time shot as well. Um, you, you're going to have to go Damn. back in the archives, guys. Probably about two years ago, maybe three. But anyway, uh, enough about hoops, mate. Let's talk about uh, some uh, some goals. Um, who do you want to start off with first? Why not just start off with England? Yeah, let's talk about England. Go for it. So all they needed was a point in the first qualification game, but obviously their group it was like it'd be kind of a joke if they didn't finish top. Like they they even lost the game. That was like their first loss. Like the previous qualification uh, international break, they lost their first game. I think in like four no more than that. Eight. I think it might have been even like eight years. Their first they lost their first qualifying match. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then um, yeah. England, um, yes, they've well, they've won seven, lost one. Um, at the time, they did score the highest uh, amount of goals. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I mean, uh, off the pitch, there was a bit of a <laughs> bit of drama. I mean, I'll, one thing I give Gareth Southgate is that his team, well, yeah, in the last two years, they've not really. There's not been much drama, if you get me off the field. Like with English teams in the past, you always get some scandal, right? Going into a tournament yeah. or during the qualifiers. And, you know, Southgate's sort of like, he's had an easy breeze so far. Nothing's happened really. Um, but then um, there's business with Sterling and uh, Gomez. <laughs> oh, like I, I actually not read much into it. Like, do you know what actually happened? Um, 
just pretty much they were beefing from based on the the Liverpool City result. Yeah. And I think Gomez just made like a like a, a slight joke about it and it just really pissed Sterling off and he took offense and apparently there was like grabbing of the neck. Something oh, like really? that. Oh really? Sure. Yeah, apparently. Hmm. I mean, um this all kicked off eh, um in St George's, right? Uh, England training camp. Yeah. So um Ah, oh, I just I I don't know how it got out of the out of the media because like it come like uh, this is like on the BBC right. It says something like Sterling and Gomez have a fight in the the private area. So, so is that on the training field or like in a lounge or somewhere? They're playing FIFA or something. <laughs> I think it was like in the like, cafeteria or something. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Fighting over the last sausage roll, right? <laughs> Just get, get the trays out, whack each other over the head. But the thing is, right? What? Why does why does Sterling get dropped for the first game? I know it's not an important game. Um, you know, it's not like it's Germany, right? They have to get the three points. But what? Why does Sterling get dropped? Because he's probably England's you know the best player, I'd say, um, in current form. You know, what? Why would you drop him? Like, I, I would get rid of Gomez of anyone. Like Gomez, I, like, I just he, think it's, he, he's, I think he's about sending a message. Yeah. Yeah, sending I know. a message saying zero tolerance for behaviour mm. like that. that. That's a good point. But I mean, like, Gomez can't say much, really. Do you know what I mean? Like, what's he actually done apart from playing this season? You know, he's not, he's not, he's not he hit plays the world. next to Van Dyke. Yeah, he just plays Liverpool, right? He's, he's not done much. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, he's quite lucky to get in the team, to be honest. Like, there's better centre halves out there for me. Tamori. Um, yeah, Tamori. Um, I I think Smallin's done quite well. Italy. Yeah, he's doing quite. He's been successful at Roma. Yeah, you know, what I mean, like there's better players out there than Gomez. And so, for me, I'd um, I, I because the game, well, these two games weren't important. I mean, you can get away with it. But let's just say that kicked off in the World Cup. You know, I wouldn't drop Sterling. You know what I mean? But um, at the same time, mate, like it just shows you. Um, I'm blaming Gomez more than Sterling. I don't know what's happened, but I'm I'm just. From the last few years, Sterling's actually matured. So uh, for me, this is probably Stur- um, Gomez winding him up. Um, and I don't think you should have any beef when you go into an international camp. Like, you're a team. You should forget about your club, you know, on the weekend. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it is a hard way to look at it. Because then you can look yeah. at it as like, oh, good on them. They're really passionate about their team. And like, yeah. if they lose, it actually means something to them. So I guess that like leads away from like oh they, it's all about the money it actually does mean about the football so like you, like you will take offense because like you're gonna be emotional about it but yeah it is a bit immature if this was the case of on gomez like starting it with a joke it's a bit immature on his behalf yeah like, yeah hmm. i mean of course it is mate because it's sort of like you know like <laughs> you don't have to do any talking because you've done it on the pitch do you know what I mean like you don't need to do yeah. that um and like Sterling's one of the, I say more senior players now on that team. So like, why would you, <laughs> like, I mean, he's only picking on him because he's the only Man City player picked, right? Um, <laughs> it's not like there's a whole gang of them there that yeah. he can pick on. Um, but anyway, um, it didn't it didn't affect England at all because they went on to win both their games. Um, what was the score against uh, the first lot, Montenegro? Ooh, I think that was seven nil. Yeah, some some yeah, some rugby score. Um Yeah. 
yeah, they battered Montenegro, who aren't a real country. Um, and then they played Kosovo, who aren't another... <laughs> they're not a real country either. So, um, I mean, you, you can only beat who's in front of you. Um, bear in mind, I'll, I'll mention this, because Kosovo, um, they're probably the only fans in the world that have actually greeted England <laughs> with open arms. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, that, was, that was good on them, based like after the last uh, few games with the whole racism... So that that was that was not, that was like great respect from Kosovo. Yeah, nah, that fair enough, fair enough. Um, also, a big night for them because um, you know it's probably the England's probably one of the first like big countries they've had at home um, since um, since getting that UEFA license or recognition because um, they're they're a brand new country in terms of football. Um, we've got we've got uh, a Kosovonian in our team. Uh, Bursa and Selena so I'm not I'm sure if Selena played but um, yeah I mean good on them didn't help them much on the night today because they still lost <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah um, England go through they've I mean you can only beat who you know what's in front of you um, yeah and that's the case for England like they're always going to have these easy groups because well they qualify for every tournament don't they um, and when you're high, you know, top seeds, you're you're going to draw the shit teams, aren't you? So, um, but England tend to draw the easier teams in every qualification. Like, um, yeah, England, it's strange like that. You know, they they get the luck. They do get the luck. Um, they always they always get their luck. They all like if you look at, for example, like a few, I remember a couple of years ago, like Spain and Italy were in the same one, and this year oh, you yeah, got Netherlands yeah. and Germany yeah. together. Like, mm. Yeah, yeah, they always miss. A, a good second seed team and the the bottom seed team is usually the worst team in the world so <laughs> you know so like um, they, they do get away with it but I mean you can only beat what's in front of you and they've done it again um, I think Southgate is going to have a lot of trouble picking his last uh, squad the final 23 when when the Euros come around um, there's a lot of names I think up you know, sorry, places up for grabs there. Um, I mean, let's let's just go for it now. Like, okay, let's pick, let's pick our um, top six players that will definitely be picked in the final twenty-three. So, do, do you want to start off? Well, there's six is Pickford. Yep. Maguire. Yep. Kane. Mm-hmm. Sterling. Sancho and who's, who's probably a definite one? Hmm. Yeah, Rashford will be Rashford's definitely. Oh yeah, you gotta pick him. See, I I, yeah. I I agree. I'd go for all of them. Um, there's, I think in the midfield, I think Henderson will get picked because yeah, he'll definitely. Who be who, who else is there right in that position? Um, Declan well, Rice. Well, yeah, no, but I mean, who who's had an opportunity? <laughs> um, Henderson would get there. Um, Trent, uh, yeah, Trent um, Alexander Arnold, he'll get yep, picked. Definitely. Um, Chilwell. Chilwell will get picked. I mean, yeah, even well, you know, if Leicester go on to win the league, surely he will get picked. Um, <laughs> them three. Tam- Tammy will get the nod. Definitely, he'll definitely get the nod. How did Tammy go, by the way? Oh, he got his first goal. Yeah. 
So that was nice. So did Mason Mount got his first goal yesterday. Yeah. As well for England. Both of them scored, so that was nice. Um, and then, pl- well, then Tomori Tomori got his first few minutes, but a player I like is um, uh, Harry Winks. You like Harry Winks? Yeah, I don't mind him, mate. I don't like. He had a good. He had a good game last one, like against Kosovo. But you're playing yeah. Kosovo. Other than that, like I don't see that much from him compared to others. Oh, mate, he, he wouldn't get in the Welsh squad. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. But like, especially like, if you look at like look how shit Tottenham are. But um, yeah, England. They, I think they'll go far, mate. Um, they will probably look to finish semi final, if not get to the final. But uh, let's hope that doesn't happen. Um, okay, around the rest of Europe, uh, we've got the Dutch who are finally back, back yeah, in the big, back in the while. big time. Uh, good old good old mate um, Amiro did the business out in uh, Belfast. <laughs> all at the back. <laughs> Gave away a pen. Um, but anyway, Stephen Davis skied that pen. Thought he was playing for the Republic of Ireland rugby. <laughs> Smashed over the crossbar and then went to a nil draw, which means uh, Northern Ireland are playing in the playoffs, potentially playing the island, which would be quite tasty. Um, that would be quite good. Um, like everything everything looks so good for Northern Ireland until you realise they hadn't played Germany or Netherlands yet. The thing is, mate, um, I'm not sure if you, you, you watched the draw, right? But when the draw was made oh, a year ago or whatever... Um, there was well because the Euros are based in you know multiple cities. There's multiple host countries, right? So they've yeah. done they've done the draw in a way that you can't have more than two teams or a host city uh, in the same group. So what happened was Germany and Netherlands drawn out first two, right? So they're both host cities, right? And yeah. then um, Republic of Ireland, who are another host country, they get drawn out, right? But then they replace Ireland with another team and they happen to draw Northern Ireland. <laughs> Which was, you know, unlucky. It's the worst draw you can get. So, they're, you know, they're hiding at, you know, at nothing from the start. Um, but the thing with Northern Ireland, they had a lucky um, fixture list where... The thing is, mate, when the draws are made, the, the countries sit down and actually go through the fixtures themselves. They, they work out home and away and when. Um, so, uh, I guess the Germans and Dutch, when they saw the draw, they felt sorry for Northern Ireland, so they gave them the easy fixtures first. Because <laughs> um, what did they do? They went like all the four or five games, right? Was it? No, they won all their four games, the, the first four games, and then then they they, they lost every game. Because, um, but they well, they drew against the last uh, the Dutch on on the weekend. But yeah, it's, it's pretty harsh for them. But I mean, they're a very small country. Uh, their manager has been poached by um, Stoke City, who uh, Michael O'Neill, who's still with Northern Ireland until they uh, to the playoffs happen at least, and he I think he coaches them in the tournament as well if they qualify. But um, you know, they, it's a small country, Northern Ireland. Um, they've got a very small pool of players to pick from. Uh, I think they do a good job. They actually play to their strengths. Um, they're, they're practically Wales, really, without Ramsey and Bale. <laughs> Jimmy, they haven't got much going up for them. But, um, you know, Michael O'Neill's done a good job. He's with Stoke now. Stoke have actually won a game. So, uh be interesting to see what happens there. But, yeah, Northern Ireland um, in the playoffs. We've got... 
Oh, top of my head, we've got easy, well, some easy teams have qualified. So you've got the likes of Germany, Spain, Portugal, they cruised um, to another Euros. But Italy, the Azuri, they've been uh, been quiet for the far, you know, past few years, haven't they? Uh, didn't qualify for the last World Cup. Yeah, they missed out on that. They've been, they're kind of being considered the dark horse of the Euros because I guess they're on the comeback. Yeah, with uh, what's his name, Mancini. He's back. Um, yeah, they, they Italy are actually the only team that won every game. So they won all ten games as qualifiers, which you know yeah, scored, only... scored thirty seven, conceded four. Crazy, right? Um, so they well, they played Armenia today. They battered them more than nine one. You know, uh, they saw England um, at the top of the goal scoring and uh, you know goal difference. And they thought, you know what? <laughs> hold my pizza we're going we're gonna to score nine today <laughs> and, and to be fair you've got to give Amenia credit they were 8-0 down they still went for it and scored so and it was actually a really good goal as well so yeah they'll be um, celebrating that one <laughs> the only thing you can argue about that is that Italy played two more games in England So there was a quiz on BBC. It was like the top 20 goal scorers for like different nations. So obviously you got Ronaldo second, some some Iranian Iranian guy. How many goals did he score? Like 100 120 something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I've never heard of him. I don't think anyone would have. <laughs> Unless he's from Iran. But um the, you know, it's interesting to see the rest of the list eh, of who the top goal scorers per country were. Um but yeah, Ronaldo, 99 goals. I've always said this. I've had many debates with Jack over this, but for me, he's better than Messi. All-round oh, all player. That's me too. All-round player, club and international. He is the best player. He is the GOAT. Um, when Portugal had their backs against the wall or when they've struggled in games, Ronaldo's the one that gets them out of the shit always. You know? Um, yeah. And... You know what? He's like you know. I, I just remember back at to, um, Euro tw- um, two thousand four, right? Uh, in Portugal, he carried them all the way to the final, and he was young then. And then, yeah, they've they've not really lived up to expectations, but in World Cups and that. But they've they've got to like quarterfinals, you know, consecutive quarterfinals over the years. And then obviously last year it didn't work out well for them, but they still got out of the group, right? Um, yeah, P- Portugal just. Yeah, they they're a bang average team. Well, not this current team, but over the years they have been very average. But you've got Ronaldo there. That's just a world class player, man. It just it would just score from anywhere. Um, he's still going. How I don't know how old he is anymore, but he probably doesn't age. Three, three, it doesn't age. He doesn't age. Like look at him. He, he looks as fit as he was when he was eighteen. Probably a lot better than. Well, he's fitter. He's probably stronger. Like he's a lot better. Um. For me, yeah, I've always been Team Ronaldo. And then with like, it's not. I know it depends. As a fan, you look at what's a player one, or for me, it's what the, the player's contribution to the team is. Now, 
Like Messi's a good footballer, right? Let's just say that. He's good. He's not done in the yeah. Prem, but he's good. <laughs> um, he, he's not done in a Stoke, mate, on the rainy night on Tuesday. Do you know what I mean? But anyway, um, yeah. with Argentina, they've not won anything with him. You think they would have uh, won? No, yes, they have. They, what what, yes, they what, have. what, what, what they won? The, the, other, the other day, it was a complete joke. They won um, a trophy from a friendly. Ah, oh, that doesn't count, mate. Down in like in the Middle East. It was a joke. Oh, mate, and mate. they actually made a big deal Messi's first mate, international come, trophy. Come, come back to me when they've, they've got to the China Cup final, all right? <laughs> 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 then we'll talk. Do you know what, mate? If, if Argentina went to the China Cup, they wouldn't, they wouldn't win the semi-final. They wouldn't. <laughs> They'd be playing the third place, fourth place playoff against China. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Argentina have not won fuck all. Um, they, you would have thought they won at least a Copa America, right? With Messi, at, at least well, they've had many. They have had multiple opportunities. At least, too. at least one, right? Come on. <laughs> I, I just, I just remember that time they lost it to Chile on penalties, and Messi skied the penalty. Oh gosh, I, 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 I would never forget the World Cup, the recent one, um, when France just. Pulled their pants down. Like, it was a masterclass performance from, from France that day. And, oh, not even that game. Like, the Iceland game. I remember Messi missed the pen, right? Yeah. Oh, mate. Like, that, that would, that, when I saw that game, I was like, yeah, he's not, he's not the man. Like, <laughs> with Ronaldo, he would have scored that pen and, and made sure they beat Iceland. Difference between Ronaldo and Messi. Like, he, he just drags it his team out of any situation. Um, and he will definitely break that Iranian goat herder's record. <laughs> like, I, honestly, mate, I reckon he, he'll go on for another World Cup cycle. Um, oh, definitely. And in that time... Two and a half years away. Well, let's put it out there, mate. He probably scored 150 goals by the end of his career. It's possible. Yeah, potentially. It's possible. Yeah. Um... Any other countries, mate? Caught your eye? Hmm. Let me just quickly have a look at the table to see who's actually going. Oh, uh, you could argue Ukraine because they actually topped their group above Portugal, so they could be interesting. They went under. Ah, mate, who who they got? Who they got? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> And then Croatia will be interesting. Is, is Shev, uh, Shevchenko back or what? <laughs> <laughs> now, Croatia will be interesting to see their response from ah, the at the World Cup. Croatia. Now, okay, so we're in the same group as Croatia. Um, let's let's be honest, mate. They've not been the best of teams since the World Cup final. But you could, you know, you could um, you could forgive them. You know, they did us a favour. They beat England in the semi final. Um, yeah, no, well, you just well, you, well, you just go back to it. Like as good as Croatia were, yeah. it was kind of fluky how the the round of sixteen went. How about like majority of the actual top teams were on one side? You had like Germany, France. Oh yeah, like, not Germany. But <laughs> you had France, Argentina, Portugal, Brazil, Belgium, all on one side. While on the other, you had England, Spain, who lost to Russia, and Croatia, who almost lost to Russia as well. So I guess it was it was pretty fortunate, like the run. It's the same way you could argue. Well, for, well, for England, England or Croatia, side. England had an easier run than what Croatia oh, did. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, I'm definitely not. <laughs> I'm definitely not denying that. I'm just saying, like, okay. they were fortunate, like England, to end up on the same side. 
If England were on the other side, England probably would have got knocked out in the round of 16. Of course they would have. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm just saying, it's, just, it's, it's pretty much the same thing. They were just quite fortunate the way it went for them. Oh, uh, I, I don't know, mate. I, 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 see, I see what you're trying... I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um... <laughs> oh, mate, they, they fought hard to get there. They did. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, not, I'm not denying that, but I'm just saying if they did end up going across teams like, say they played France earlier, if they played Portugal, Uruguay, Brazil, Belgium, like when you think of like the top four teams in Europe, you even though they came second at the World Cup, I don't think you would recommend Croatia, would you? No, no, but I mean, there's there's always a team that finishes second. <laughs> no, no, you know what I mean? Come on, man. Like, let, let's bring it down here. Like, they, they got to the round of 16, they played... All the way to pl- uh, to penalties, right? They did extra time again in the quarterfinals yep. to penalties <laughs> to beat Russia, who are the hosts. And by the way, Russia were pretty good in that World Cup. Um, semi-finals again went to extra time. Did the business though um, by beating England, and then they obviously you know, they lost in the final. But like, yeah, I, I don't know. I see what they're saying, but they did work hard to get there. They played two. <laughs> Games that went all the way to penalties before England, so you know. And the thing is, and the thing is, and they came back. Like England, England were the better team against Croatia. I'm not going to deny that they were the better oh, team. They should have been three 0 up at half. Yeah, they should have. If uh, if uh, what's his face Kane squared so squared at Sterling, they would have won. They would have won. <laughs> um, but they didn't, did they? Um, no. But yeah, Croatia. They've uh, one thing I'm surprised with Croatia is they've been they've been able to keep that core team since the World Cup now usually you know if they get to the World Cup final you you thought you would have thought the likes of Modric and stuff would have you know retired you know yeah. retire on a high or not well the highest level but might not necessarily be a high but um yeah just retire because what else could you achieve really what could what could Croatia actually do now so anyway they're in the same group as us they've they actually had a really poor start um then they found their form against us <laughs> <laughs> and then um, yeah, they sort of just plodded along and in the last like three games they sort of uh, took a hold in the group and uh, yeah they found themselves uh, top of the table and uh, they did us a massive favour the other day a huge favour we needed to obviously beat Azerbaijan away which we did but um, yeah we needed uh, Croatia to take any point or points away from Slovakia. Because Slovakia um, were top of the league, well, sorry, top of the table for a while, actually, uh, until recently. But, yeah, Croatia's of the business. Um, Croatia got a, a crazy record, mate. I'm not sure if you know this, but I think they, they've probably got a better record than England at home. They've not... I might be wrong here, but they've not actually lost a Euro qualifier ever in their history at home. As I was saying before, they had um, this long unbeaten record at home, right? <laughs> so me going into this thinking, yeah, this would be easy. I'm watching it on Sky. And then in the first half, Slovakia just getting pumped, right? You're just waiting for the goal to come, right? Uh, you know, Modric just, you know, just running the game, bossing it. And uh, 
Perisic is there having a good shot to go and you're just waiting for the one to go in. Anyway, Savage have like the one attack the whole half and they score. <laughs> and you just you just think like, oh like as a Welsh fan, we've had so much bad luck of the years, and I thought, oh god, here we go again. Like Savakia actually be the ones to beat Croatia in the qualifiers. <laughs> so but anyway, um Croatia managed to, you know, come back from the dead and they beat um Savakia three one comfortably in the end but oh gosh like it, it was it was pretty nerve-wracking because that guy from um from newcastle the goalkeeper he had a blinder first half like nothing was getting past him the first half um but yeah thank you croatia um uh, they've qualified now automatically and they've uh they've set us up for a good game tomorrow so um any other teammate before i talk about wales no, you're good to go. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to good to go. Okay, here we go. Here we go. So, uh, loyal listeners will know that I've not been happy with Ryan Giggs. Um, I was there for his first game against China in the China Cup. We won 6-0, you know, happy days. You know, life couldn't get any better. <laughs> the following week, we lost uh, to Uruguay. I think it was 1-0, I think. Um, and then, yeah, during that game, I sort of felt, oh, God, here we go. This is what I'm going to have to watch for the next two years. And, um, yeah, so Giggs has had about 18 games in charge. And for the most part, it's been pretty pretty dreadful. <laughs> um we got off to a good start at this qualifying campaign thanks to you know Daniel James just chasing the ball down and blocking it <laughs> and getting the goal um but yeah it's just it's just been a stop and start for us we've not played particularly well um before the last three games um we gigs is trying to play the star football which i think every team tries to play and it's just it's just it's just not working if you haven't got the players for it um we've got probably the best attacking options we've ever had going forward or at least the midfield anyway list of young players coming through and getting a chance not necessarily playing club level which is important but we've got the players coming through now um so this was a team you know that was you know tipped to you know finish second in the in the group right i, I thought we were going to sec- finish second quite comfortably but yeah i mean the two games in summer killed us. You know, we lost to Croatia in the sun and then got bloody, you know, blitzed out in um, in Budapest against Hungary away. So, you know, we've been playing catch-up since then. And then we had uh, Azerbaijan at home, which, you know, we I think we needed a, a late goal to win that game. Bale, I think it was. Um, so, against Azerbaijan. <laughs> have not won a game since the World War. So, you know what I mean? So, like... <laughs> Oh, we're in the country in the World War Soviet Union, wasn't it? But um, yeah, it's just been a stop and start campaign, and it's just sort of like, for me, Giggsy's never gonna, he's never gonna win the fans over, regardless of what he does. Like I think, even if he won the World Cup, I don't think it would change anything. Really wouldn't, um, because as a player, he never turned up for us. Giggs has, yeah, it's just been a very strange appointment for us. Um, just hasn't worked out really, but. As I say that, we're in this position now. After his 15 you know, games in charge, he decided to switch things up. He called on <laughs> a guy from, from Wigan, 6'5", Keith and Moore. 
I think he's only scored one goal this season, playing in the championship, the, the lower end of the championship. He qualifies for Wales for a grandmother, like most Welshmen do, from Canregan in North Wales. And he's got a great record so far. He's got four caps for which is called two goals. So, yeah, I mean, things have changed, mate. Like, we've obviously ditched this passing football or whatever the blueprint everyone tries to copy these days. You know, the 4-3-3, you know, try to play out of the back of that bullshit. Um, we've, we've changed it now. We've gone back to the old 5-3-2 or 5-4-1 formation. So the big man up front, Despite his um, his background, you know, the, the clubs that he's played for, non-league football, the lower end of the football league and now the championship, he's uh, he's come good, mate. Kiefer Moore. Kiefer uh, Roberto Francisco Moore <laughs> has come good. Um, he looks like the striker we've been trying for for the last few years because we've just lacked that world-class striker up front. I know we've played Bale there up front, but he's not a striker in the day. Um not sure what he, what he is anymore, but is, is he a golfer? Yeah, you know what I mean? Is he a golfer? What is he doing? Um, but yeah, Kiefer Moore, we, we, we play this, um, let's just say, pragmatic style of game. <laughs> it's not pretty, but um, it's effective. And um, the thing is, mate, if we were going to play this style of football, then why didn't we get Tony Pulis in? Why did we not go for him? He's the king of long ball. If that was the style of game that we needed to you know, play, then we should have picked him because right now we've wasted about two years with gigs. Or sorry, a year with gigs. Um, playing this style of football. Now he's, he's switched. And he's getting results. This is the thing that pisses me off because I, on one hand, I want us to do well. I want Wales to be successful. I just don't like gigs. Because like, I know if Man United ever show an interest in him which I don't think it will happen but let's just say it did he'll piss off and you know the first uh, train to Manchester he'll be gone <laughs> you know what I mean so it's like ah oh, I'm I didn't think we'd be in this position tomorrow because we've got a good chance to qualify tomorrow if we win but I don't know mate I just feel a bit um, a bit deflated to be honest with you like I'm excited for the game but at the other hand I'm just like ah oh, does Giggs really deserve to to take us to a major championship? Because he never did it as a player. So, oh, just, what, what's your thoughts, mate? Am I overreacting here? Should I be getting behind the team or do I have a valid point here? <laughs> no, it's like the same thing whenever I was like at times with Chelsea. Obviously, you want your team to win, but sometimes you just want the manager to go. If, it's, if, thing, if things aren't working, like, as, like it is kind of hard because like, I'm so used to always a change but and like not really sticking with a manager but sometimes it's just what you need to do like it's a it's a bit it's a business if you do poor at your job why should you continue to do it oh because I think mate if we if we qualify for the Euros we're not going to get any far like um, the, the Euro 2016 team was you know a great team um, everything worked out well for us. Uh, we had a good run as well. But, oh, this team is just like, ah. Oh. I'm not sure if it's the team. It might be the manager I'm, I'm having to go at, but it, it just hasn't been good football to watch, to be honest with you. Um, but as I say that, mate, 
fuck, they're in this position. We got Hungary tomorrow, who they've they've lost two of their players. Um, attention. So, yeah, we've got a good chance. Um, do we? Do I think we'll win? I think we'll. Because uh, what we need to happen tomorrow is us to win, right? So whoever wins tomorrow will actually go through. But if both of us draw, Slovakia can still finish second if they beat Azerbaijan, which they should. So knowing knowing Wales, mate, we'd probably draw tomorrow. <laughs> and Slovakia beat Azerbaijan to the pippers to finish fourth. Then if that happens, but yeah, I don't know, mate. Um, ah, oh, we'll see, mate. <laughs> I've been in this position too many times to tell. Um, yeah, we'll see. Let's talk about some uh, rest of the world football while we're here. Right. New Zealand's national football team, if you wanted to know, guys. <laughs> the men's team. They've uh, they finally played a game after what 122 days I think it was. Uh, they played the Republic of Ireland. Uh, let's call it Republic of Ireland B team because if, you know it was a B team. Um, mainly picked from Championship, what the low end of the Championship and the the League of Ireland. Is it? <laughs> it was a very very. Um, very ragtag team this one but anyway the All Whites played they they had the likes of uh, Winston Reid back in back in the the white shirt Ryan Thomas was back Chris Wood was there as well and uh, for the first half or the first 40 minutes let's say they played quite well didn't they did you watch it? <laughs> I, I didn't watch it right I was I was uh, mate, I wasn't at same home. with me. I, was, I didn't watch the game. Too either. busy with the water wise. So. Mate, I was too bu- too busy living my. Yeah, I just, oh, I just don't God. understand why they can't. So we we've been moaning it for it, mate. We've been moaning for five hundred and twenty-two right. days straight. No all whites game, and it actually turns you know comes around. <laughs> we didn't watch it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I just, I just remember like, like a year ago when they announced this game, like how much we were oh, going mate. on about. I, I've it. looked. Like, just get a game in New Zealand. I'm, I'm pretty sure, mate. I'm pretty sure the last actual get, friendly at far. home was Jamaica, and I was like four or five years ago, maybe longer than that. Um, could be six years ago that we played Jamaica in New Zealand. That was at Mount Smart. I think that I think that game was nil nil. I didn't go to it. You know, I remember watching it on TV. It was nil nil, but um. Yeah, it's been a long time between drinks for New Zealand. I'm not going to bag them as much as people thought I would bag them because, you know, <laughs> fair play, they've actually, you know, organised the game. <laughs> but the hardest thing, mate, you know, you know, since being involved with the trials, I understand the logistic, you know, logistics and stuff like that with uh, organising, you know, a team to get 11 on the field. Uh, I can, I can sympathise with them. I can sympathise with them. It's been difficult to get a game. But they did get the game. They played uh, Ireland. And it just... Um, first half was okay. They did concede a late goal in the, uh, in the first half. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to bag them too much. Um, even though... 
<laughs> well, I do say that. The three goals they conceded were pretty poor, weren't they? Have you seen the highlights? You've not seen the highlights? Bloody hell, mate. <laughs> nope, I haven't even bothered. Even I've done my research. So the first two goals are from set pieces, right? And um, the two players that score haven't got much height on them. It's just a, it's just a free header in the box. Very sloppy. Um, the marking the markings like zonal marking in, in corners, and I, I just think you just for me personally, you know, man on man marking. You know, that's the best way to mark a corner. I think not the zonal stuff because zonal's okay if you've got players that know where to switch. If you get me right, um, especially when the second ball comes in as well. They they kept getting caught on the second ball all the time, New Zealand, and they're just like I don't know, mate. They just it, it looks like they've not they're obviously not played together before because they're not playing in five hundred days. But they've they just look like a team that haven't really trained much together. If you get me, um, and I understand they have got a lot of players that are based around the world, um, but whatever Danny Hay was training them in the days leading up to the game, I didn't see what happened there because like. Uh, it just it just looked very disorganized, especially at the back. Uh, Winston Reed, ah, Bambi on ice, mate. Um, I think he's done a eh, as a footballer. Uh, I can't see him getting back into that West Ham team. I really can't. Even though West Ham was struggling right now, I just can't see him getting back in the team. He was awful. Uh, Michael Boxall again was dog shit. Um, I don't need to see a game of football to actually know that he's he's always been dog shit. Um, I think it's an insult to FIFA that his face is licensed. <laughs> I got a phone with him years <laughs> ago. Game. Oh, mate, he fucking dog shit, mate. Um, oh, mate, he was, I remember when... Um, this is going back years ago, mate. This is going back in the archives. I remember when I first came to New Zealand, I watched um, New Zealand under-17s. I think they were playing the World Cup in, like, Toronto in um, Canada. And... England played them. I can't remember the score, but I remember a certain um, John Joe Shelby, <laughs> who still didn't have any here then, um, absolutely dicked him that day. And um, as soon as I saw that performance, I thought, oh gosh, here we go. Here's the future of New Zealand football. <laughs> and for a good time, he wasn't involved with the all Whites, and they're doing so well. But yeah, now he's involved and yeah, I can see why they can see three. But um, yeah, the three goals are very poor. Um, third one's probably a, a good cross from Ireland, but um, there's still, f- like, f- you know, um, no a player should never get a free header in the box, right? You know, should never get a free header in the box. Um, so they lost 3-1. Then they played a few days later in Lithuania, in Vilnius. I know that capital city, in Vilnius. Um, Lithuania, they're not famous for many things, apart from potatoes and uh, Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> they're, they're not won a game in, in 20 attempts <laughs> don't, know, don't know how far down uh, the world rankings they are but anyway they they, they, they beat New Zealand <laughs> 1-0 and um, you seen the goal for this one? Oh mate the goal for this one's actually a good goal it's a screamer of a finish but the thing is it's the same thing that happened in the Ireland game where the cross comes in, New Zealand clear it, but then they don't bother to like charge down the upcoming shot. 
<laughs> so the, the the goal looks a lot better than it should do. But yeah, the guy hits it from the outside outside of the box, and uh, the keeper's not expecting it. Right, um, good finish. Probably Lithuania's first goal in like forever. Because <laughs> remember now they got dicked by Portugal six 0 last week going into this game. So. Um, I know New Zealand played a very, very B team, or let's just say it, players that I've never heard of before, because um, they released all the players back to their clubs, or well, the good ones anyway. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, after the 500 days of no football, we've got two games in the space of five days. Um, the All Whites are, are back in business. <laughs> Who knows for how long? Um I keep saying this, but I'm not. I'm not trying to bag Danny Hay anyone, but I'll, I'll give them some tips here. Right, first, first one is organize some games, please. Preferably at home. Um, there's plenty of countries out there in Oceania who they could afford to play in New Zealand. You know, just to pay them to come to New Zealand and play. It shouldn't be too hard. Um, get the games. Secondly, um, if you're going to call up Reed and Chris Wood, play them for both games, you know, uh, bums on seats and all that. I, I, you know, I don't want to watch Jeremy Bocky ever again. <laughs> I know he's not involved in this current team, but anyway. Um, yeah, those those things there. And obviously, um, the style of football, this is the thing I just... New Zealand teams, whether it's futsal, well, I wouldn't say futsal, but anyway, women's and men's, juniors, youths, senior football, right? They try and play this brand of football now. It's the same blueprint. This is the same blueprint I have an issue with when it comes to Wales. Well, it's because everyone just follows the trend. Like, it was so, like England at the World Cup when they tried to play the five, like three centre-backs, two wing-backs, and all of a sudden, as soon as the World Cup's done, they switch. Like... Just stick to something that works. Yeah, I mean, whatever works for teams, good. But I always, I will always say this, mate. You can't copy other countries' blueprints, right? You can't copy the formations. Like it worked for Spain and all this stuff. That's because Spain have got good technical footballers. Do you mean the good on the ball? Whereas, why are we trying to play this brand of football playing for, when we've not got anyone that's good on the ball? Um. That's the thing that always gets my gripe with teams like New Zealand and Wales as well. I mean, Wales, Wales and New Zealand, you can't compare the two in football because we're a lot better than them. We've got players. It's still the same thing when you've got players that aren't comfortable with the ball. They're playing for clubs in the championship who long ball it all the time. Or, sorry, hoof ball it all the time uh, through the channels. To what your players are good at. You know, you can't mould the perfect player with a formation like that. I just think that you need to play for your strengths. And if you look at New Zealand, we've had some, um, let's just say, phys- you know, physical players up top, um, over six foot. Why don't we, to, they, to their strengths, why don't we team around Chris Wood? Um, I know he's a lot better than most taller players. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've, Have you not actually seen this? Like, every club... All the same. Um, sorry, every club, every um, every representative team play the same formation now. It's four three three, or a fluid four three three, or maybe a false nine. Every every everyone's 
everyone's playing it. I'm like, why are we playing that football? Why we haven't got the players to do that? Um, for me, if you're gonna play that football, you're gonna have at least two comfortable centre halves that are comfortable receiving the ball from the keeper. You're gonna to have to have a good midfield, particularly in the midfield. Uh, sorry, the middle, two of them, um, and you're gonna have some pace on the wings. You know, yeah. we don't have that in New Zealand. Um, technically, though, we we are we haven't got any good players. Technically, what do you mean a player that can comfortably take some receive, give passes away, um, look to spread the ball. We just don't have that. Why do, why do we just stick to what we're good at and just long ball it <laughs> to Chris Wood? Like, look, think of it, mate. Burnley don't play that nice football, do they? What what do what do Burnley play? Um, Burnley definitely play. I, I know Burnley play four at the back, so I'm trying yeah. to think what the midfield is. I think it, it could be a style of four three three. I'm not too sure, like four two three one. But yeah, Burnley played really sloppy football. Like it's not the most pretty, but it's this season it's been working. Like Burnley are doing quite well at the moment. Like, at least more than what you expect. Sean Dice do. makes a dinosaur. Allardyce, Pulis, they all play the same shit. But it works. It's effective, right? It's effective. And um, I, I just feel that long term, if Hay continues this stuff, then, well, it's not going to work for us. I don't think so. Um, as I'm, I want New Zealand to play for stuff. But look, if you're not going to play any games, and if you're just going to rely on playing. The fishermen from the from the from the islands get a, a tough draw uh, in the playoffs against what well, like Mexico or bloody Argentina or Brazil or whatever. Then um, just start like for me, New Zealand football just very lazy, lazy. Like they just they should have just copied what Australia did, go over to Asia, suffer for a few years, and then qualify regularly. Do you mean? Um, my teams because I'm not going to get anywhere now. Um, yeah, I just think the whole system needs to be changed. Oh yeah, well, it's just clear. It's just clear that they don't play enough football together. So like, pretty much when you show up, it's like oh, you're just rocking up with like people you've like never played with before and trying to like fit into each other's like games and slot into the right positions. So like pretty much the start of the season for the trials. But I, th- I think we gelled quicker than the all whites ever will. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I put this out the other day, mate. So they lost to Lithuania, who are, who are absolutely dog shit. We all we, we all see that. Um, I want to put it out there: Would the all whites actually beat San Marino, who are effectively the worst team in the world? <laughs> I actually don't think they will. Um, could they beat Malta? Probably not. Could they beat Gibraltar? Probably not. Um, Luxembourg probably not Liechtenstein probably not Fear Islands probably not I mean, they, they, they probably have a chance against Scotland but <laughs> I mean yeah I don't know um, oh. Oh, before we go mate um, anything else you want to talk about um, Chelsea got City this weekend Oh yeah, well, that's gonna be an interesting one at the Etihad. <laughs> uh, mate, I'll be honest with you, mate. I'm like the opposite 
to you and Jack when it comes to club football. I'm well because you're in the championship. What do you have to look forward to? Promotion? Exactly. Exactly. Well, it's, I don't want it to happen. <laughs> Mate, the two things that actually don't want to happen might actually happen. One, Giggs is going to take us to the Euros. And B, the Yanks are going to go back to the Premier League. Do you mean, the, 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 the worst two things that can happen to me that in this calendar year coming up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I sound like an ungrateful shit, but I mean, oh, come on. I, I The Yanks, mate, I, I, I could not stomach us back in the Premier League with them. Because it would just go straight down. It'd be embarrassing. But I mean, I'm, I'm I'm happy for you, mate. I'm happy that Chelsea doing well. Um, be interested to see uh, what Lampard does next summer. Does he buy players or does he stay loyal to to the kids? Rumours potentially in January that they're going to try get the. I think they they've appealed next week. I think of getting their transfer ban lifted in January. And if that happens, it, like you hear all these rumours about them going to sign a striker, but I'm just thinking, why are you going to sign a striker? Oh, and then there's like rumors of a midfield. Yeah, like you're looking at these big names, like something I read, like Milinkovic Savage. Yeah, that'd be great. But your priority should be defense, like bringing in Ben Chilwell. But then the issue with that, like Ben Chilwell will come to Chelsea, I reckon, but not in January because of how successful Leicester are. And then, like, you do need another center back, really. Like, Zuma's not consistent enough. Like, he's, look at that. Well, that he had that run against Ajax, which is like. That just summed up, summed it up really. It can be great for one moment, then when it comes to that shot, he was bloody awful. When like Chelsea even had Rudiger, Christensen's been a little bit hurt this year. Tomori's been great, but he's still young. Like so, Chelsea need a left back. Definitely Alonso is dog shit and needs to get out of there. Like and then, I would, I can't wait. I'd love to see Ben Chilwell, but it's just not going to happen till next season, I reckon. Then. So I, I would, I yeah, I'd love. It'll be interesting to see if they will actually find if they will get their ban lifted. If they do, who and will they spend it on? Like, how much are they willing to spend? Because they've taken a huge risk with the youth, and it's paying off like greatly. They're tied second, so we'll see. All good. Um, are you gonna watch the game tomorrow? <laughs> why would I watch? Why would I watch Wales? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't even watch it's on England TV, mate. It's on TV. It's, like, it's, not, it's not worth it, mate. It's on eighty. Well, uh, what was that? Eight forty-five a.m. So you know, you know, it's not too early. Yeah, it's nah. on Sky. I'd, when are we ever on Sky? I'm, on, I'm only waking up because I need to go get a fade before it gets busy. Oh uh, well. Anyway, <laughs> I'll be watching it anyway. Okay, guys. Um, yeah, big game tomorrow. Um, as much as I don't want, yeah, you know, I don't like gigs. So I'll just have to put it to a side for ninety minutes and hope that we win. Please, no more heartache. Um, oh gosh, Russia two thousand four. Uh, Ireland recently in the the World Cup qualifiers. I just ah. Oh, just don't bottle it, guys. Just, let's just get the job done. Give the ball to Kiefer Moore and he will score. Okay. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Extra Trials Football Podcast. Um, I'll be back possibly tomorrow or the day after um, with, oh, let's just say, a review of what happened in tomorrow's game. 
<laughs> Depends what happens, though. If Wales lose tomorrow, you're not going to hear from me for a while. So <laughs> it might be another month, guys. So um, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you again. No stop. <laughs>